Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Forever. Dog. Hey guys, welcome back. It's a podcast. I'm Michelle Collins and it's a podcast. You know what I mean? And if I say the word enough times, my lips literally come out into my hands where I'm just like, my lips. I hate the word. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Awful. Something about it. Yeah. Uh, our lovely Dan Acton has stuck around because Matt and I are in a competition to see who can make him laugh more. I can feel it and I like it. <laughs> I <didn't laughs> I like it. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't competing until now. Gets it like I show you like I have my fucking ice skates on for some reason. I'm ready to go. I'm Apollo Anton on over here from a podcast. Not my Apollo Anton. Off, oh no, <laughs> Anton. No, he didn't. And Matt Rogers is just. Uh, there's nobody funnier. If you don't already listen to Lost Culturistas, which really you almost put me on the podcast casting map i remember the first time i met you and bowen i believe in alex's apartment if i'm not mistaken yeah, we had um, that mattress up in that we had the put the this is back in the day we put the mattress in the window to keep the sound out yeah it was hot it was like sexy uh we were all nobodies <laughs> and now i'm yeah. a nobody <laughs> they're just killing it um watch matt on his hbo max streaming show hot dog spelled hot mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Like hot milk. I keep wanting to make a nursing bra joke about like hot milk. Like, I don't know. There's something to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something there. You guys feel it. 
Maddie, Matt, Matt. First of all, I yeah. don't believe we've talked. Uh, you have a boyfriend. No, not anymore. Okay, so this, see, this, this, this hey, is hey, how Tracy, long Tracy, Tracy, put it in the packet. <laughs> hey, Trace. <laughs> hey, Tracy. Um, listen, take it out of the packet. Come back and shoot me in the head. Uh, and no, but uh, we, we I'm had, sorry. I had a lovely boyfriend for many months, mm. and, and actually a year even. And um, we just kind of uh, realized we were very close best friends, and that was the way the relationship oh. should be. So truly, mm. no hard feelings, and still close and. Text stupid shit every day. Oh, that's yeah. good. Probably our codependent still, but <laughs> that's funny, right? <laughs> you know, do you find when that happens, though, I'm curious that then it's hard. Are you like actively dating? It's so hard to do that now with everything happening. But when you have someone like that in your life who you are codependent on, don't you think it does take a chunk of your energy away from really finding somebody? You know, Michelle, I'm happy you asked. And the answer is yes, especially if you already have a problem with letting go of things in your life. Mm. <laughs> so like for me, it's like, yeah, of course. I mean, it's weird because it's like, you know, you're in the pandemic with someone and you do the pandemic with someone and then it, the, it, your relationship changes. My heart goes out to anyone who's had like a big relationship shift during this yeah. because mm. it's so hard to adjust to the new lifestyle anyway. And then, you know when you're with one other person, they're like a part of your experience. And so it did change a little bit, but luckily we're still close. Um, but it's a little weird to date for sure, because this isn't the way I want to date. Like I want to go out and look cute and like, you know, do the whole thing. I feel like dating here is like, come over to my apartment. Like we'll have a drink. Maybe we'll order dinner. The sexual tension will be distracting. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I'm not good. Not, not, not like, not like this. I feel like for both Dan and you and, and forgive me, as an outside um, observer, I feel like you guys, you guys make a great couple. No, I'm joking. That you guys get D. I'm kidding. Can you imagine like psychopath? Have you guys ever thought well, about, about dating? I mean, Dan, Dan, you'll notice that he has been really. Yeah, he's he's really codependent with me. He's he, he I feel needs it. a lot from me. I feel it too. I'm actually codependent with him, so this is going to be a problem for me. If this is true, I'm just letting you know. No, but I feel like you guys like I'll talk to Dan and guys slide into Dan's DMs all the time. And Matt, I have to imagine it happens with you. I feel like it happens, Dan, here and there. Matt, it yeah, has to happen with you for sure. Once in a blue, we get we get a DM. We we appreciate it. It's sometimes nice. even a nude, an unprompted <gasps> nude, which I did say I, I've established I'm okay with it, so now I have to be forever. Oh no! I, <laughs> That's yeah. how boundaries work. <laughs> boundaries are tough. Yeah. My boundaries are very um, active and engaged at all times. I have very serious. That's very good. I really do have serious internet boundaries, and my problem yeah. is that my Instagram is like my personal Instagram and also my professional one, so yeah, it same. it gets into a very annoying territory, as I'm sure you know. But we were talking yeah. uh, in part one of this week about a new app. That Dan found. Dan, why don't you tell Matt what it was called or what it's called? Yeah, it's called Struck. Mm-hmm. Have you heard and of this? It uh, is a dating app that matches the astrology you dating app. The astrology yep. dating app. Yep, yep, yep. You've heard of it, Matt, before today? No, I, I, I had heard of it. Like I had heard of it a little bit. I'm not using it, but my, my take on it is like. I think that that is going to work as much as people want it to. Like yeah. anyone can convince themselves of anything. And <laughs> yeah. if you convinced yourself that astrology is real, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. Interesting take. Uh, you yeah. know, but he, um, he nodded I think for you, the can, listeners, can, he nodded. you can convince yourself, <laughs> people behind the curtain, um, you can convince yourself of anything. So if that yeah. works for you and you're going to be, and if you're a Scorpio and you're going to be rock hard excited about meeting a dripping wet Pisces, then baby, this oh. is going to be the app for you because you can isolate that and find that. Why am I hard from hearing you talk about it? And I'm neither sign. I'm a cancer with just the most fragile of 
hearts. And that's why you're hard, because I am a Pisces, and a Cancer like you is always going to be rock hard for a Pisces. Like, <gasps> sorry. And good luck, honey. And good what? luck. Wait, good that's luck rude. Soft. That's rude. I get soft. I get soft. I get. I get pillow soft. Oh, that's Just, good. I get like low main okay after you. five days in the fridge soft. <laughs> Wontons in the soup leftover soft. I yeah. you get it? I know I'm slug, so slug soft. With salt poured on it. Salt. salt. Wait, why? I, I Pisces and Cancers get along though. I don't think I've ever dated so a Pisces well. ever. Um, you know who's a who's a Cancer who I have. Uh, I've had over the years of many different types of relationships Go with on. is Dave Mazzoni. We started out as dating and then it didn't work out at all, which is very Pisces cancer. And now we're extremely close friends. Yes. Um, but Pisces and cancers, they will find a way like it is, it is written in the stars. They get together um, and have a good relationship platonic or otherwise. Yeah. No, I have a lot of Pisces friends. Dan mm-hmm. is a Taurus, my favorite male sign. We talked about that already. Because um, you like a man, you would take charge. Yeah, you know, and like just Dan, and no, but no really, ego, but no ego, yeah. and like no yeah. braggers. See, that's like it, right. it, my joke is that uh, my joke, which is actually real life and not a joke, <laughs> is that Aries always <laughs> pursue me the most aggressively. I feel like in my life, if like an Aries man who wants to date me will stop at nothing, you know, and then I'm like, fine, I'll mm. date you, and then I do it, and I'm like, look, like the meanwhile. I'm like cutting out now, like, what is it? Uh, 8% of the population by talking shit about Aries men. But they are just, they are big braggers. And I hate braggarts. That is such a turnoff for me. Not in confidence it. and swagger will get me every time. You want to know what it is? It's because we are two people who are. This is going to shock everyone, but Fuck. susceptible to compliments. And so if you come at us and you're it's like, um, "I really want to date you," like I'm really interested in you, I think you're hot. Like that's actually not going to be something that people like us can turn down. Right. So later on on the date, like you're going to be sitting there, like sort of begrudgingly, like very attracted to this person who gave you everything, <laughs> and then they're going to start talking about you know, themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, for me, it would take a while to be like, wait, hold on. Do I not enjoy this? Because I'm so still obsessed with the fact that you uh, pursued me. Like, all you need to do is pursue me. No. I am so easy to get. They say hard to get. I'm the opposite. No, by the way, that's why we have relationship problems. Yeah. I read I read a book uh, that it's such a dorky fucking book, but I'm going to talk about it. It's I don't recommend it. <laughs> but, Love that. But yeah, this Sorry was a while ago. Author. What'd you say? (laughs) Sorry to this author. Yeah, it's called Men Are From Mars. (laughs) Women are from Venus. No, (laughs) it's called, it's actually just as lame as that though. It's the one where it's like, men love bitches. And it's like, yeah, like be a fucking bitch. But don't be, don't be mean, but don't be a doormat. And there is, oh my God. And I had a girlfriend of mine. A nice bitch. A nice bitch. But it's, there is something to that. I actually, I was like reading it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that is it. Cause I'm so nice. People think that I'm hard and cause I'm like tall and I'm funny. So, but I'm actually like so fucking nice. Like, look at me. People are like, huh? I'm actually so it's fucking true. nice. Wait, you know what? Do people tell you, do people say to you, you know what I get a lot? Intimidate. I used to get, oh. in, you're intimidating, but that's only because I take up a lot of space cause I can't shut the fuck up. It's not that it's, it doesn't have anything to actually oh, do yeah. with my personality, I don't think. Because I also consider myself nice, but people do kind of say, like, the word intimidating. You're a lot. I take up space, and I'm a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always get that note. Um, I've certainly <laughs> never thought... Wait, do people tell you you're a lot? I've never thought it. I'm just asking. No, I really uh, never... <laughs> 
Well, you know what I get? You know what I get? Like on. in auditions, like in, when, I, when I'll feel like I'm throwing something away and they'll be like, okay, you're a monster on camera. Oh. Your eyebrows were crawling off your face. Um, you, you, <laughs> you don't understand. Like you can just throw it away. And I was like, oh, I thought I was. But my face does a lot and my voice is... Interesting you bring that up. All all the volumes. I get, I haven't gotten in a month, but I do get Botox in my forehead. And Mm. one of the reasons I do it, um, I'm strictly for migraines. Hello. Are we still here? No, I get it obviously (laughs) to look young and I do have migraines. I don't really know if it helps, but a real reason I do it is that when I'm on camera, because I'm like you, my face is so expressive that I can do like devil brows and all these things that, and because all women on camera get it. When you're a woman who doesn't have it, you look like the mini golf clown yeah. from Happy Gilmore. You know what I mean? So, so I'm like, oh, I have to like get it. This the- august clown just showed up on <laughs> on screen, and all of a sudden, I don't know. There's too many emotions. Nicole Kidman and the Undoing is like, I'm expressing everything perfectly. Oh, please, let's we'll talk about the Undoing in about a minute. Meaning never, I'm sure but will. never, never. Um, but I, so I do Botox for that. But also, you know, I'm like the worst actress, and I auditioned for um, NYU Tish. Do you know this? And I. <laughs> the, oh, the, I didn't know that you auditioned for Tish. Oh, I did. I did. Where'd you go to school? Did you go to NYU? I went to NYU Tish, but not in the acting program. Fuck. I was in the writing program. Can you talk? Wait, talk about before I tell you my audition story, which is it is about. I don't even know if I want to. Will you please tell me about going to NYU? Make me feel something. Make me feel good, like Monsters Ball style. What was it like? Here's the thing. <laughs> you know, here's what I want to say. Okay, here's what I yeah. want to tell you. Me, a closeted kid. Who knew he, that within him lived a fun gay person <gasps> at 18 years old, moved to New York and sort of put on his very first tank top. And, you know, did he fill it all the way out? No. But he went to Splash and got passed around by every executive, 45 to 65. And he did this for four years until he found his husband, who is Greg Berlanti. And oh, he wow. currently lives in the Hollywood Hills and doesn't work, but takes care of their gorgeous children. No, I moved there, was still too, too afraid of my own sexuality for three years. I did sketch comedy in basements with a bunch of straight freaks. And uh, I bought every word of that story. I'm actually, wait, when, as you were telling it, I was like... <laughs> I actually thought that was all true. I was like, oh my God. I was so, and no, I was like, oh my God, I wish. Greg Berlanti, I was like, wait, this is a twist. I didn't know he ever was married to you. I'm so, okay, go on and back. I'm, see, he I'm is dummy. married to someone named Robbie Rogers. It could be me. It could have oh. been me. Honestly, if I was like a little bit smaller, tighter, and a soccer player, that would be me. It's bizarro but you. No, that would be me if it were the opposite of me, too. <laughs> it's like, I wish that I had gone to NYU and like fucking killed it and was like i'm gay now and like i because i used to be a little snatched and a little twink and i I would have done so well and i was just so afraid of myself for several years um still it just was hard for me to make the transition i think because i wanted to do comedy and wanted to act and very self-conscious about what my long island relatives would think and so i did stay not in the closet like people knew i was gay but i was still wearing like shirts with heath ledger as the joker on oh, fucking it die. wearing my high school track jacket and wearing jeans from american eagle that were two sizes too big like Aww. didn't get a sense of like you know that i should like you know use the ass i have to to go to to attract my mate you know well i, I mean? think Until everybody I like, like i i in college just dressed like fucking shit too i i feel like yeah i don't know i i really envy people i mean i was also like late bloomer to the max kind of thing but i look back at pictures from college and i'm just like this who is this person like even in the face i'm like i don't know that girl like it, it just i was funny but i was not 
you know, I was still figuring myself out and, and honestly mm. finding confidence and doing all these things. I went to school very young. I was, I just turned 17 when I started college. And so I think being thrown, cause I went to school here in New York too, like being thrown to New York at that young of an age and then just having absolutely no, having never been independent ever and yeah. having been a bullied kid mm. as well. I just think there were like a lot of things that I was like, Oh God, this is awful. And like, I didn't really like college to be honest. I had nice friends who I'm still friendly with, but I don't know. I, I found a group of comedians. I fell into the comedy troupe there at Columbia so, and uh, Columbia um, University. It's really not a big deal. The point is, is get that to know it. <laughs> no, but you get it. Like, I think the comedy for me was, okay, I found my group. They're the funny ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I was still like, who am I? Like, I don't know. Yeah. What do I even like? Like, what do I want to wear? How do I want to look? And it was only after I graduated at 20. So I was very young when I got out of school. Wow. And yeah. I was young. Which is like at the time was cool because it's like, oh, I'm I'm 20. Like I'm and I used to brag about it. Like I graduated at 20. I turned 21 about two months later. But um now thinking about it, I'm like, I was robbed two years of being a dumb slut. And like yeah. I could have been, you get what yeah. I mean there. Like I yeah. I was robbed yeah. two years of not having to work. I had to get a job right after I graduated because I wanted to stay in New York. And um yeah. you know, and I wonder if I think now, maybe save it for the therapy office, Mish, but how being so young and having to become an adult like that and, and still and living in such a big city and everything else kind of affected me and, and just also being funny and being a baby brain, but also being old, you know, like all these different things. And so. going to like such a like prestigious school. So yeah. that, that also has its things. I think that it obviously has to do with the fact that people that are normal aged in college, like people that go like on the darker side of 18 right. and then they, right. they graduate when they're 21, 22, they, there's, there's this sort of myth that college kids have themselves figured out a little bit more. But I'll tell you, like I'll look at what a college kid looks like now and see a 20 year old and I see a child. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's kind of like um, the culture of those nineties uh, movies and eighties movies where the high schoolers were played by 30 year olds. Yes. And college kids were played by people <laughs> in their late 60s so it's just like i always thought oh well because when you're in college you must know what you want to do and you must like have a career plan and like pretty much like have like it figured out in terms of like sex and relationships and it couldn't be further from oh no and if you're smart i think if you're smart it's It's hard hard. it's always harder dan remind you went to a good school remind everybody where you went to college uh i'll remind everybody uh university of illinois in champagne uh which (laughs) cheers cheers to that right matt it was great and i'll drink drink to that one Darling dear. <laughs> um, were you this way too? I feel like Dan is going to be like, I was great in college. Like I dressed great. Dan is going to be like, no, actually I don't relate no. to any of this at all. He's going to be like, um, I am married to Greg Berlanti. <laughs> My name is Robbie Rogers. I don't know who this yeah. Dan is. Yeah, go on. Yeah, who the fuck is Dan? <laughs> no, I, I, I sent a photo of you uh, from me in college like a couple days ago. Oh, like yeah. uh, I was a hundred pounds lighter. Um, skinny, I was, like, skinny. Yeah. And uh, figured, you were vegan things out, but like, mm. yeah, for two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's so a great. long time. Have you had a cashew oh, since? Yeah. Have you had a cashew since? No, 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 no. Mm. Absolutely. I, not. But I used to, cause I lived right next to Papa John's. So my vegan thing would be like $3 breadsticks. Yeah. And then literally I was like, wait, I'm seeing things like kind of in black and white. Like, like physically. Like, yeah. Really, yeah. Like physically. <laughs> like I, I went to, when the world and, became yeah. mank, he was like, I need red meat again. Yeah. yeah exactly. When you start making out, when you start making out, you know you need a little bit yeah. of protein, right, Matt? He, he went to go see the artist and he was like, wait, this looks like my life. 
Yeah, he was like, nah, no manx. I'm out. Uh, like, I love how this is a fucked up aesthetic. It's black and white. And he's like, no. It's yeah, exactly. Like, no, I saw, I saw a TikTok story. of a girl who talking about how like there used to not be a word for the color blue. And, you know, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> and I was watching this thing and I was just like, I literally don't understand what you're talking Like before the Egyptians, I guess, there was no blue. Like blue is like a modern color. I was like, huh? Like the oceans they described as being red. Anyway, that's, look, like, uh, that's that our time. I'm kidding. We have a little red. more time. <laughs> Going back to NYU, though, uh, and I won't, you know, I'm sick of myself, but I will just make it short in that. And you'll love this that um i was like a big speech and debater in high school like award-winning really good yes i remember this about you remember this i love this and Mm -hmm. i showed up at my audition for nyu and this was like my dream i was like i'm gonna go to tish this is it and they said dress neutral and so i was like say no more and i showed up at this audition in a full-blown navy blue silk palazzo pantsuit with like little you know like wedding buttons like those little buttons on the back of wedding dresses like little buttons going all down the front mandarin collar i look like morgan freeman in the matrix basically i showed up and then i was like did dress neutral right and then everybody looked like gap ad like fall into the gap like jeans and white t-shirt and like cool and new york crazy they're all stylish like so you come in as an outsider and everyone nyu is like stylish and figured it out in like an ad already and i'm like jesus christ insanity and then they like called me in and i think i was doing a monologue from god said ha which is the julia sweeney book when she had um i think ovarian cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like i mean i don't remember the words but it was something like well the doctor came in the room and he said the egg was over here <laughs> but it turns out it was way down here and i was such a ham like truly prosciutto <laughs> collins like out of my mind hammy and the guy was so rude he went stop and i i was like in my in my fucking pantsuit you would have shit i was like is oh, everything okay he goes sit down and I want you to pretend like you're telling me this story over a cup of coffee. It was actually a great note. And I said, yeah, throw I, can, it away. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Exactly. I was like, I'll, I'll throw it the fuck away. I'll fucking, I'll take it to the dumpster at a Goodwill. I'll put it in. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying. I will listen. This is going to be the most thrown away thing. It's going to be like that island that's forming up, up, up in the, the polar caps. Yeah, I will garbage. turn into Staten that's Island. That's going to be this I will physically morph into Staten Island. And he's like, okay, already you're doing too much with, with how you're describing it. Just fucking sit down, bitch. Did you say garbage? Let me tell you how oh, garbage is. all the way, honey. That's so stupid. And I had to sit down and I was just like, well... It's cancer. Like, I don't even know what I said. It's like so bad. Well, and he, well, it's cancer. It's did like, he respond to it? Like, uh, <laughs> even though you didn't get in, did, did you feel like it was a successful? The guy's hair taking? grew two inches in the 10 minutes that I was in there. Yeah, he responded to it physically <laughs> horrified. And then I walked out and we had like oh. flown to New York for two days just for this audition. And oh. then I always, I always eat shit in auditions. I went, did you go to a performing arts high school? Either of you? No, 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 no. I didn't perform at all in high school. Did you not at all? No, I was very, very closeted. I did sports. It was oh. not a thing for me. Yeah. Baby it was closeted, so weird Matt. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted, all I wanted to do. I want to like have a Terminator egg where I go back in time and find baby closeted Matt. And I want to like literally hold your egg. <laughs> and he'll be like, what's up? Uh, should we fucking date or whatever? And you'll be like, oh my God, no, never mind. He's, we, we should kill him. It becomes like, you went back to save me and you become the Terminator. You have to Sarah Connor me. You're like, we have to kill this one right now. There's no way. I'm he's just like, he's in approach. raver pants and he's in a fake Burberry polo. We got to do something about this. I can't, I actually can't live knowing this person is alive. I'll let you know. He just told me he wants to swing by the American Eagle to see if they ask him to work there. We got to go. Oh my God. Yeah. You would have been great. I would have absolutely bought like um, bralettes from you if you worked at American Eagle. My favorite bralette, bralettery. 
<laughs> I hope I hope you would have. Well, you have yeah. to say goodbye to Dan, but Matt, stay for uh-huh. 10 more minutes because then I got to get COVID tested. Dan, we love you. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Dan. This is this has been such a joy. You talked you talked a little too much, but yeah, a little no, chatty, so. a little <laughs> on note, for me. Global note, a little chatty. <laughs> Bye, Dan. <laughs> Poor Dan. Bye. I found Dan a little intimidating. I don't know about you, Matt. He just kind of intimidated me a little. Seems like he'd be hard to date. You know what I mean? Like, I want an easy guy. And also Taurus. You know that I love it. A Taurus to me. Oh, that's crack. I can't even tell you. Um, The intimidating comment did trigger me in mild ways because hello is like a six foot one woman who, Mm. you know, is funny. Although, you know, I've really worked on myself so much and I'm really like in a good place. So if you feel like you're intimidated by me, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm sorry that your trauma doesn't match my trauma. Kisses to everyone who feels like they yeah. need to move on. Go ahead. Move on. Like, literally. I, I, But I do know this. Sometimes you get the sense that when someone is, like, acting like a tourist towards you or being really aggressive or kind of going for it, I feel like ultimately I can't be in relationships with those people because I actually, <laughs> I'm so much that I feel like I need a rock. I need to st- I need to maybe pursue someone next time instead of feeling like oh, I need to wait for someone to come to to come approach me for my own ego because when I get into a relationship with someone that's too similar to me mm. or too bi- big of a personality like it just doesn't I don't know it doesn't work. I get that. Well, you know my dream man is one who like doesn't laugh at me. Who like I have to work so hard. That is like you want to talk about fetish. Like I'm looking for a male Hatsumomo from Memoirs of a Geisha, right. basically like a guy who, you know, <laughs> yeah. a guy who like hides his laugh, who or but who's funny, obviously, but who's not like yeah. competing for laughs, like all that shit is just like I've done it. It's yep. exhausting. And I'll be honest, I think genuinely I become a different person thinking about myself in those kind of relationships where I tend to then. You know, male egos are extremely fragile. You don't want to compete. You don't want to, you know, make them feel less funny. And the truth is, I do think I'm funnier than most men. So I tend to kind of, uh, you know, I shrink a little bit. I don't even want to. I think I do it subconsciously where I want to be like feminine and sexy and hot and all these things. And then I just tend to like not become the most authentic version of myself with with guys who are like that. A hundred percent. Like it, it. I think that you always think you're being yourself. Yeah. And then hindsight is twenty twenty. It's never more true than when... So I don't know if you ever do this, but like... I have a very old Tinder profile. I don't use it. In fact, I somehow got like blocked from it. It said no. I like violated the terms of service. I don't know how. Uh, but <laughs> I'm but like Bobby I, Berlanti. That's funny that you yeah, came but- up on my Tinder. <laughs> Go <ahead. laughs> Go on. But that and also my okay cupid I made when I was 22. <gasps> so going back and reading my answers, you <sighs> can tell I was trying so hard. It was like when I go out, I like to drink IPAs, and I definitely like would go to a sports bar rather than a gay bar, and like this, 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 and I'm like, wow, the like combination of mask drag I'm doing cool guy like you can hang out with me you can definitely introduce me to your parents like i'm not too loud like i was just so pretending to be someone i wasn't yeah that of course at 22 23 you're gonna do that like when you first get on a dating app and whatever but i was like how do i do that even now like what are the ways because i know i'm not going out there and being 100 percent my authentic self when i'm dating so what are the ways even now and yeah. i do have like a little bit of an awareness of this that i'm like posturing for someone it's a great question and it's funny because the apps are like hell obviously they're hell i mean they're a fucking nightmare um yeah they're hell and uh 
I don't know why for some reason if a man is in like a piano tie in a fedora and he sees me it's like um the goblet in Indiana Jones like I, it's just like that that's my goblet like I need her you know like I do something for men who like play jazz on the side like that whole vibe and they just they're like yeah, well there's improv a- magicians oh, improv magicians wow what a yeah. woman they're like oh you're all woman I'm like yeah I know I'm all woman yeah. <laughs> what the fuck the kind one, of common kind is of that guy, yeah the kind of guy that comes up to you and goes hello my lady oh, you say milady to if you use any words with any apostrophes milady. at all, including possessive ones, not interested. No. Do not, I need an apostrophe free man? That's so great. Yeah. yeah. My dear. Let me get get that. <laughs> Anyone who's gonna pull out a chair or open a door for me, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was I just dating mind. with someone who pulled out a chair and opened a door for me. Uh, uh I was like, girl, no, this is I, I don't so maybe it's because we're two men. I didn't need this. <laughs> That's actually very funny. I don't mind holding the door open. I do love a little bit of etiquette, you know me. Love a little, <laughs> little bit. Meanwhile, I'm like, I hate apostrophes. Love a little bit of oh, etiquette, as you know. A little bit of etiquette. <laughs> but um, but going back to the dating profiles, it's or the dating apps or whatever, it just feels like you're on it. And then it's like, this is, I'm literally filling my eye holes up with barf. Like, I just yeah. am like, oh, my eye holes are now full of barf. My brain is barf. Because you have to comb and comb and comb. And in the fall, I went on a couple of first dates. And honestly, I'm there now, too, because I'm kind of like, ugh, I'm, I'm hitting a wall. I just am like, now, you know, it's my last year of being in yeah. my 30s. I'm kind of like, well, I, I'm feeling good about myself. Like, I don't want to fuck this up when I feel good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But these first dates are just, I mean, it's, 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 it's hell. Hard. It's literally hell. I don't know how else to put it. It sucks. So when you're, so I, so. When you're going on a first date now, yeah. what does that look like for you, ideally? Or in what COVID, you mean? Like? But yeah, in or COVID, it, like, do, yeah. what is what is it? Um, the ones that I went on in the fall when the numbers were like super down here were yeah. two um, drinks and like app outdoor dates, which uh, is the, yeah what I want anyway, even non-pandemic. That's right. And they were fine, actually. One of them was Misery, was with a fetishist who was also ugly, who loved, he was tall, but he loved tall women. He was really hideous, a hideous inside and out. And I hope he, he doesn't hear this. He knows for yeah, sure what I do. Yeah, he doesn't sound like he's going to work. I'm going to tell you. Hideous inside and out and, and a freak. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll take one of them. Like, I don't mind. I, I know that one box will have to be unchecked, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Or checked, but... Um, that I didn't like. Then I went on another date. Very lovely guy. I actually thought we had a connection. There were weird coincidences, which, you know, as a woman, we always look into like, that is so funny. That coincidence must mean something. You know, we're always like trying to find connection. And, but then yeah. honestly, it didn't really go anywhere. And then there was like, you know, I went to England. That was a whole other bag of fucking shit. Like, which actually was, I had a good time pandemic wise there. I guess you could say the goal for me, really, I just want to live in London. I, I find that when I'm there, and I've, t- I, this, I've talked about this to death. And by the way, you're my guest and I've talked more than you. So I'm going to ask you after. It's not going to happen. Literally, no, that's literally untrue. No, this is therapy for me. I'm going to make Tracy edit all of this out. This is just for us. <laughs> Iconic. If, if you don't say edit it out, it's not a, it's not a Michelle podcast. No, but genuinely when I'm there, I do feel like a different woman. And in the best way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the humor, the look, the energy, the men are good. But then the men there are fucked up too. I thought, I, I think I idealized the English man because like, one of the first guys I ever dated was English. We had a good thing going. It was very funny. I've had good experiences, but the truth is everyone's a little bit fucked up, you know? So I just have to be careful. Well, the thing about men is no matter where they are, you can find something wrong with them. And that is just kind of the truth. Like I was dating a guy that I liked 
mm-hmm. and we actually had good sex and like it was it was kind of wild it was happening during the pandemic i was like oh maybe this will be a surprising thing like conversation is good and sex is good and, yeah. and he's got like a job and is is knows about what i do enough like it's the kind of thing you always want which is not like a funny person but gets it yes that. that's the dream and mm-hmm. then I did, like, without fail, find something I didn't like because we were watching a movie. Oh, no. And I saw someone that I knew in it, one of my very close friends. And I said, oh, my God, that's that's my friend. And he said, just so you know, I don't need to know whenever you know who someone <gasps> is in a movie. Like, I don't, I'm not impressed by it. Oh, and I was like, I was God. like, let me say something to you right now. I don't give a shit if you're impressed or not. I said it because I think it would be weird if later you found out that was my friend and we just watched her in this movie and I didn't say anything. And also it's exciting. Like you're supportive. Yeah. What the fuck? That's psycho. Uh, It was just a weird thing to say. And I was just like, and what's funny is nothing prior to that had been like, maybe I don't want to see this guy anymore. But it was just that. And the fact that we were in a pandemic and the fact that I've been, I'm trying to do this thing now where it's like, if it's not working for me, I just move on because it's a lot of fish in the sea. Wow, wow. And I just kind That's of like, tough. it literally changed my entire perspective on it. I was like, you know what? I can't. The next morning I was like, I didn't like that comment. And then wow. we can hang out again. Yeah. It's funny. I actually have to support that that way of dating um, even though it sounds like really people listening time? are like people listening are like, um, OK, that's that's nuts. But I got to tell you, having uh, been in the situation, and I'll keep it vague, where I have put up with things that are absolute fucking bullshit. And, you know, you just want to hope for the best and you want to be like a good person and you don't want to look either superficial or too needy or I need this. I need that. You know what I mean? And, and you don't want to feel like you wasted your time. So a lot of time, that's what it is, too. It's like, but I'm already in this. Like, that's I must right. like it. You and know? you want to know what? always regret it i swear to you it's like and then you look back because then you're like wait how did i get fucked in this like i was actually i should have fucked you you know that feeling where you're like no 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 no. wait a second actually i should have fucked you and it's hilarious to me that i didn't if you get what i'm saying yeah so you know you live you learn i honestly think it is a little bit of a thing where it's like i know what it is with me it's just it's an insecurity sometimes that i feel like if I were to go back out into the dating world, like I would be nervous about trying to pursue what I wanted. Now, honestly, you know, now my twenties are over. I kind of feel like I'm, I live in a new city now and I just wanted to, Mm -hmm. I literally made a resolution for this year. I was like, you know what? Going forward, like I'm not going to waste my time. I I want to make sure that my relationships are all good because I'm being honest in, in them. And like, you know, in my, in, in, in things that I pursue, like I just want to be a little bit more forward and yep. just try not to waste my time and other people's time. It's, it's forward. really, I got to tell you a very mature and very confident, actually, I think it's a confident way to think because, um, like as somebody who obviously has insecurities, but has really, I'm telling you, like worked on myself, there's nothing yeah. worse than being with someone who then exploits your old insecurities in a way where you're like, hold on a minute. I am actually, I've grown like I'm, this is absolute bullshit. I don't need it. Not interested in it. Um, I have to like listen to Beyonce for a few days and then I'm good, you know, but it's, that truly yeah. is right. Like, it's like, all right, you know, you live, you learn, you move on. But, um, I do it with friendships too. Nowadays, if I'm like, if, if I have friends that are like making me stressed out again and again and again, and if I realize I've deserved a lot of apologies, it's very Meredith Marks now. I, I honestly am inspired by her being like, I'm disengaging. I know that a lot of people that. are critical of her because they feel that she runs away from conflict. I don't see it like that. I see it like she knows how much emotional 
room she has for things. And when it crosses a boundary, we uh, to circle back to boundaries, yep. she says, you know what? I'm going to disengage because I actually am better than this. And I'm not going to be scared to say that I'm better than this because this is ridiculous. And so I actually think that makes her a good housewife because we see that it's informed and it's an adult decision. And Meredith is engaged in her own life and her own happiness, so she's not going to deal with this kind of thing. And, you know, not saying that it took Meredith Marks for me to feel this way, but I have certain friends in my life that consistently make me feel bad, and I'm not doing that anymore. Guess what, babe? Same. And that's why Pisces to Cancer, Cancer to Pisces, um, I've lost friends. I've talked about this before. I've lost friends this year. Some... Uh, like toward me and then me toward people. Um, I've made a conscious effort to like talk less shit this year because honestly, those negative, we have nowhere to like put our energy anymore. So that negative, it's a waste of time. And honestly, that negativity literally spins you for no reason. It's just like, why even who gives a fuck? And like, honestly, if you want to talk shit, be my guest. Thank you for keeping my name in your mouth. Have a wonderful fucking life. Like drinking yourself yeah. to death. You know what I, I mean? I recently no. found out that like a, someone I thought was one of my close friends has oh, like no. a big problem with me. And I was oh. just like, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I was like, I, I don't have time, energy, space to, to deal with this. Yeah. Like I just, I, it's, it's not fair to me or ultimately to you to like keep keep engaging in this if it's just not working. toxic circles this hour for me and the time that i spent with you i actually would do another hour i have to get covid tested literally it's so funny i feel like we've been talking for approximately four minutes and i I always feel with you like it's so funny because i did your i did your serious show the other day and i said to you afterwards i was like there were more topics than minutes in the interview we just went and so because i do feel like we could talk for literally hours and hours but i totally respect the the health hustle babe let me also add that matt i my dream is that we become friends irl and that we can like talk you know what i mean i feel that i feel that we are i mean when we had our soho house excursion you're like yeah kind of (laughs) you're not here in the city that i'm in so it's not as it's not as not as easy but you can text me anytime this was therapy for me that's what i that's what i really wanted to say to you like you just are such a star i would be Mm. so lucky to ever have a show with you that's genuinely how i really feel i feel like that now now the energy is put out there in the atmosphere like they're so stupid if they don't do it do you know what i mean and and you know yeah and the thing is the entertainment industry frequently is so stupid so do i think they're gonna take up this opportunity i don't know but i just want everyone that could be in a decision-making position here that you got a hit on your hands i agree i think it would be the only authentic late night show after andy and but like a comedy based show you know just us shooting the shit um matt rogers follow him at matt rogers though on twitter and instagram i feel lighter i feel younger prettier um i i don't know how else to put it but i'm loving your um brooks marks tracksuit. 124 dollars worth every cent it is really comfortable and there's no part of me that's lying it is very comfortable really Yes, it's interesting. and we DM'd and he said, he said, thank you so much for the support. It's difficult to do this. So support Aww, the young girl. Little Brooksy. He's, he, he's out here trying to do his thing. And like I said, I support him and everything he is and nothing he says. That's, by the way, of all the Brookses that have been on Housewives, he's the best one. Because the other one is he's lying, star. lying Cancer Brooks. Remember him? Um, I'm just mad that he can't come out at the reunion because we want, we want the tea. But, oh, he's not at the reunion. That's a mistake. Well, it's a, it's like a it's like a Zoom thing. Maybe he'll pop out on the Zoom. Mm. Like the husbands are like on the screen in the back. So Can I go out. outside and have a meal like this? I mean, I look. I'm gonna go change my shirt. Matt Rogers, You're I'm great. physically and mentally in love with you. Um, I'm gonna like text Likewise. you and be like, listen, we're, I'm gonna like make you talk to me on the phone like once a month. 
I love that. Watch the show on HBO Max. HBO Max, my favorite streaming service. It's called Hot Dog, but spelled Hot like Hot Couture. Um, right. You're gorgeous. You're funny. Robin Thede is so good on it. The the show, The Dogs. It's honestly, we didn't even talk about it because I'm a terrible host. But yeah, but don't let that sway you That's buying really all you need to say. our show. Listen, I'm missing my COVID test as we speak. I love you, okay, Tracy. Go, go, go. I love you guys. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. 
M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.